Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series. I am Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I will be talking with Dr. Gregory Frick about helping your brain heal itself. This episode is brought to you by the Functional Neurology Center, a Minneapolis-based clinic staffed by a caring and progressive team of functional neurologists who are leaders in neural recovery and experienced in treating complex concussion cases with dysautonomia, vertigo, dizziness, whiplash, and migraines. They are the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health in the Midwest. They have greatly helped me and many others. You can find them online at thefunctionalneurologycenter.com. Hello, I am Amy Zellmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post. Thrive Global, and The Good Men Project, and I'm author of Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal, available on Amazon. And I also recently launched The Brain Health Magazine. You can grab your free digital subscription at thebrainhealthmagazine.com. You can learn more about me and catch previous podcasts at facesoftbi.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. And also, don't forget to join my, my private Facebook group, Amy's TBI Tribe, to connect with other survivors, caregivers, and loved ones. Today, my guest is Dr. Gregory Frick, and he is a board-certified chiropractic neurologist and emphasizes, emphasizes engaging the master control system of your health, your brain and nervous system, for optimal healing and functioning. Constantly expanding his knowledge, he has traveled extensively throughout his career to train in the variety of advanced techniques, integrating his knowledge into his own comprehensive system of diagnosis and treatment. He has been in practice for over 32 years and is located in New Jersey. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Frick. Thank you, Amy. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm really happy to have you here today and, um, you know, an important topic, uh, you know, how to help your brain heal itself. So really excited to dig into that today. And I would love to just start out by having you share with our listeners how you came to work in the brain injury community. Well, um, as you said, I've been in practice for over 30 years, and uh, my my focus has really always been on the neurological side of practice. Uh, and um, I guess about... I don't know, about 12 or so years ago, I became aware of the Carrick Institute uh, and and it really intrigued me. And I started studying um, and taking all their modules, and which ultimately led up to board certification in uh, chiropractic neurology. And I've studied uh, TBI with Dr. Carrick, and uh, it, it's a very complex field, and the whole field of neurology is almost like a going down a rabbit hole because it just... It's really never-ending study because, because our knowledge of how the brain works and of, of neurology just keeps um, turning over very quickly. So that's been my path for the last, uh, I'd say, you know, dozen or so years. And um, 
and it's been really fulfilling to be able to work with patients and help patients that have not been able to really find help elsewhere, uh, particularly when it comes to traumatic brain injuries and, and a lot of other of the uh, associated conditions uh, that arise from that. Yeah, well, so glad that you have joined our wonderful community and are helping others, um, you know, going through brain injury and concussion problems. And, you know, I just wish there was more of you guys out there. Um, You know, there's what, maybe a couple hundred of you guys, but maybe half of that actually um, focus on brain injuries. So, yeah. Yeah, so it yeah, definitely takes a lot of you. work to do. And, yeah, uh, yep. yeah, and uh, but it but it's very fulfilling. That's the the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today we're talking about helping your brain heal itself, and I would like to know, in your words, what that means. So when I talk about helping the brain heal itself, we really look at the brain being the master driver of all function in the body and the natural state of the brain and of the body is healthy function so what we have to do is really help the brain to reestablish that healthy function on its own terms so that it can it can start to reset the body and and reset the state of health in the body so, you know, there's two ways to look at things. We could look at things as like an outside-in approach that we're looking at the brain and we're measuring it against so-called normals and we're, we're doing things to kind of force the brain into making changes that we educatedly think that the brain needs to make. I kind of come from an inside-out approach. I, want, I know that the brain is so complex that we can really never fully understand what's happening, but that if we can give the brain the right inputs, the right tools, then, then the brain can use that in its, in its infinite um, wisdom or the infinite wisdom of, of the whole body. The brain can use that to reset itself so that it can begin to restore function and restore health on its own terms. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, you know, you talk about giving the brain tools to help itself and help it kind of, you know, give itself a reboot. Um, what are some of those tools and, you know, how, how do you use them and how do you integrate them into your practice? That's a great question. So the one tool that I would like to focus on our conversation <laughs> today is a, a relatively new technology called Seraset. And, and what Seraset is, it's a technology that uses what we call acoustic mirroring or brain echo technology, which encourages deep brain relaxation, which then enables the brain to reset itself of its own imbalances, which are often uh, the result of acute or chronic stresses, either physical, emotional, or mental. And then, so when the brain actually is able to relax, old stress patterns that can get locked in and rigid due to frequent use over time, they also begin to relax and become less prominent. So the more relaxed the brain becomes, the more pliable and flexible it becomes, which means that changes become easier to make. So 
the brain is then free to make new choices in how it performs and functions. And the brain does so um, by creating new neural pathways or new roads for healthier, more balanced brain signals uh, to travel on. And that's commonly termed today neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. So the, the more that we can get the brain back to its natural state, basically getting itself reset out of a chronic acute or chronic stress pattern, the brain can start to do what it's designed to do, which is, and what we're genetically programmed to do, which is be healthy and drive healthy function. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that's, you, you just really brought up something interesting that I don't think has ever really come up before on the podcast about getting your brain into a relaxed state. Yes. Um, and that's kind of fascinating to me. I haven't really heard that before. Um, and maybe I have, but just not in those words. Um, so how do we do that? How do we get our brain into a relaxed state? That, that's a great question. And, you know, when I first came across this concept of brain, brain relaxation, it made total sense to me. And what I found is it's one of the underlying mechanisms that even with all the other neurological therapies that I've been trained in and do, that if we're doing those therapies, whether they're eye movements, whether they're other types of of, um, somatic sensory type of um, therapies, if we're doing that on top of a brain that's not relaxed, the results are not as profound as they would be as if that brain were in a relaxed state and then having those therapies done makes a complete, complete difference. And in my experience, um, there isn't anything that comes remotely close to this technology in terms of uh, the depth and breadth of relaxation of the brain, which then facilitates restored well-being. So how do we do this? So um, basically, we look at um, using we detect brain frequencies to start with okay so in this technology there are four proprietary high resolution brain frequency sensors that record precise real-time brain rhythms so then what we do next we translate those brain rhythms um, through a patented proprietary algorithm that correlates those rhythms to specific engineered tones to create what's called that person's unique brain echo. So what it's doing, it's, it's taking the person's dominant frequencies and whatever lobes are being measured, and through these algorithms, it's turning them into these engineered musical tones. So then the person is now, with earbuds, listening to those tones. They're hearing their own brain echo, which is experienced in real time as a reflection of their brain rhythms. So then what happens is the brain recognizes its reflection, it hears and quote-unquote sees its own reflection, and it enables the brain to fully reset uh, and relax back to its natural um, state of balance, most importantly, from the inside out. See, we're not doing anything through this to force the brain to do something. We're giving it a tool that it can use and recognize and say, oh, this is where I'm out of balance, and this is kind of what I need to do to fix that. So it's kind of like, you know, if you had um, 
smeared makeup on your face and, and <laughs> you didn't know it, but then you looked in a mirror, you say, oh my goodness, that makeup's all smeared. Then you could take action and change it, right? You can wipe it off or correct it or whatever. And that's the same thing we're doing through Service Set. It's, it's allowing the brain to see itself and then the brain can make the changes and those changes ultimately result in a very, very deep relaxation. And then from there, neuroplasticity can begin. Dr. Frick, is there like another term for this? Because it sounds really familiar to something that a few people have described to me listening to earbuds with different tones. Um, is there like another term for it that's maybe used? So there are, there are many different technologies that people listen to tones and binaural beats and things like that. Binaural beats. Um, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's and the word. That's very, very different from what this is. Okay. Yeah, okay. That, that, that's very different. That's not, there's not different even a comparison. Technology. Okay. Yeah, totally different technology. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And there's and a lot of other technologies that talk about, you know, resetting the brain and, and cause you know, one of the, some of the biggest things, benefits that we see from this, um, consistently uh, uh, is improved sleep, uh, greater mental clarity, um, greater resilience to stress, and better emotional regulation. And a lot, you know, people hear about a, a lot of things purporting to do those um, to, or to get those types of results. And I think what makes the Saraset experience different is that it's not coming from the outside in nothing's being forced on the brain nothing is nothing is causing the brain to um to adhere to a certain um pattern because of of say timed beats as like in the binaural beats it's really giving the brain a real it's a real-time reflection of itself and what's interesting is that no two sessions would ever be the same so you couldn't record this and let the person listen to it because every time a person would have a session, it's unique to how the brain is at that particular moment. And, and these tones that the person hears, they're not listening to like this um, melodic you know, chorus. It's really, um, it's, it's beats and it's, to- it's tones that are just the brain, or tones that are produced by the brain frequencies. Does that make sense? It does, I think. Um, so as a patient, if I'm doing this Saraset technology, am I basically right. just sitting there or am I doing something interactive with it? That's a great question. So you're basically sitting there in a very relaxed state. So we have a zero gravity chair that the person is in and it's a, you know, a darkened room and you're laying back, you have the sensors on your head, uh, you have the earbuds in and you're basically just encouraged to lay there and relax. And many patients will actually fall or uh, will fall asleep um, during the sessions and they'll still get the benefit, but you generally or yeah, the more that you're just relaxing, the better that the brain is able to relax during that. I wonder if I did something similar um, when I went to cognitive effects. I, during like a couple, each day I did like a 15-minute session where I sat in a dark room in this amazing zero-gravity chair. And um, it, it was, it, I know it wasn't Sarah said, it was just an app. And um 
I wish I could think of it because you, you can actually buy it and download it for your iPhone, but you have yeah. to make sure you're wearing both both earbuds. Yeah. And you could choose, like, the background sound. Like, I use the waves, the beach right. sounds, the waves crashing. But then there were, like, these really relaxing tones, I guess I would say. I wonder if that's something similar. Yeah, a lot of those will be into the binaural beat category. Um, and I'm not sure exactly what that is that you did. Um, right. I, am, I know I'm there are many either. apps out there. <laughs> yeah, there are but many apps out relaxing. there. very relaxing. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, and the thing is, we want to see the changes. So when we measure uh, the brain waves, like in, in the beginning with somebody, during the first session, we're getting a baseline reading of, of where that brain is and how that brain is compared to the left and right side. And, um, and we can look at that initial assessment and see if that person's brain is stuck either in a primarily sympathetic state, which is more of the fight or flight, or an over-parasympathetic state, which actually is what we call the freeze response. So, uh, and so when we look at that, we can get, get a baseline of where a person's brain is, and then we can start to see over time um, how that brain is actually changing and rebalancing itself back into its its natural state. So when we do a Saraset session, they generally will be about an hour long. Uh, and um, and in my you know in my experience, the the apps and everything else that um, that say that they're changing brain, yes, they can produce relaxation. Um, but the question is, is it really creating any kind of lasting change in the brain? And, and with Saraset, we're able to measure and see if that change is actually happening. And the other thing, too, that I would say is that the sensors that we use to detect the brain frequencies are super high resolution. I've used neurofeedback equipment in the past that, that was supposedly, you know, really good equipment. And when I compare that equipment to the sensors used on Saraset, there's really no comparison. The, the sensitivity of measuring the brain with, um, with this technology is, is really unsurpassed. And the other thing that I really, that really drew me to Saraset is the uh, the amount of research that has been um, performed behind it. A lot of it's been done at the uh, uh, Wake Forest University, uh, and uh, a, a lot of work's been done on uh, PTSD, on um, TBI, uh, insomnia issues, and it, it's really been. It was one of the things that really attracted me into this technology was the the, the depth of research behind it. And uh, that's really it's been, been very exciting, and there's, and there's much more um, in, the, in the works uh, to really show the, um, what this is really doing. And, and, what's, and what I really like about it, too, is that we're not, we're not treating any particular symptom or medical condition. We're really looking at the primary condition, which is a brain that is out of balance, a brain that is stressed. And from that, we get secondary manifestations, and that can be things like poor sleep, uh, inability to handle stress, brain fog, cognitive issues, memory issues, things like that. So we really want to look at what's the, what's the thing that's most upstream that we can address. And when we do that, we see a lot of these secondary manifestations just kind of resolve on their own. Mm -hmm. So 
<clears throat> excuse me, it's allergy season. Um, <clears throat> so what, how would you integrate this? So like if a patient's coming to you, I don't know if you do week-long intensives or, or how you um, do your treatments, but right. how would Saraset um, be utilized within someone's treatment? Right. So for me, I do not do week-long intensives. Um, and basically if somebody is coming to me and um, based on my evaluation and, and how that person is presenting, uh, I may actually start with having them do a Saraset intensive, which actually does go over the course of about four days um, with sessions every day, uh, and then assess where the person is after that. So how the, the Saraset sessions generally work is a person will come in, um, they'll get the, we'll get the assessment done, um, and the sessions will be usually one, one time a day, and they'll last about an hour, over the course of four days. And then we won't see somebody again for three weeks. And in three weeks, we'll have a person come back in for what's called an integration uh, session. And there's also part of this, uh, which is called the Saraset Home Unit, which is a unit that that uh, simulates uh, parts of the in-office sessions so that the person can use this at home to uh, allow the brain to continue its movement in the direction of rebalancing itself. So uh, I will have pe people come in who are just coming in because they've heard about Saraset and they want to experience that and, they, and that's the route they want to take. So those patients will go right into Saraset. Patients in my office who've come in just because I'm a chiropractic neurologist and, um, and they wanna, they've been looking for help, then at that point, I'll make an assessment in terms of what I think is the best um, route to take in terms of getting that person's brain better. Many instances, I'm looking at, at them going through the Saraset process first then seeing where they are and if, uh, and if uh, things and, and if needed beyond that, then we would uh, do more of the other types of therapies that may show up based on their examination, maybe eye movement therapies, maybe um, somatic therapies, you know, whatever is indicated with that patient. Does mm -hmm. that answer your question? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I assume that this is quite different too from like neurofeedback or brain mapping techniques. It is very different. Neurofeedback is generally more like is, is an operant conditioning. So that basically you're almost like Pavlov's dog. You're, you're trying to get the brain to, um, to perform in a certain way based off of um, what that person's brain is compared to a normative database. And so, um, yeah, it's much different than neurofeedback because we're not really trying to get the brain to do anything other than use the auditory input, um, which is coming from itself, using that to make the necessary changes that it needs to make. So that that's really the the biggest difference. And I've done um, neurofeedback, and I do some neurofeedback in my office, and it's it's 
significantly different than um, the neurofeedback, yes. Mm-hmm. But used in combination, it sounds like you, you do that, um, would have a lot of benefit as well. Um, potentially. Uh, I'm telling you that um, with the results that I'm seeing through uh, the Saraset, it's really getting me to rethink a lot of the things that I've been doing um, with patients. So it's... Um, so I like to use if I'm if I'm using Saraset on somebody, I don't mix that with anything else. I'll just do that process with them and and let their body take that and and run with it, and um, and you know see where that how that person unfolds over time. And then if down the road we need to do some additional things, then we certainly can do those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like a really interesting technology. Um, and I've heard of it, um, but I've never experienced it. So, um, you know, I think it's always so great for our listeners to hear about other technologies that are out there and um, just how they can integrate that. Because, you know, there's so many there's so many things out there that really can help um, everyone in the brain injury community. But unfortunately, you know, mainstream medicine doesn't utilize any of this. And so we have to kind of look outside the box, so to speak, um, and find practitioners who, you know, do use these alternative therapies and help people understand how how they can utilize these in their recovery. And, um, you know, I know people are always really skeptical of things that they he- haven't heard about before. Um, so, you know, do you have any input to address that? I, I do, yeah, and, and, and it's, it's great points. And what I would say about Saraset is that it's really, I'm not, I don't see it really as an alternative in there because it's really getting a lot of mainstream um, research behind it, um, a lot of it at Wake Forest uh, University and through the uh, U.S. military. I could encourage people to go to Saraset.com, which is C-E-R. Uh, E-S-E-T.com, and there's a link on there that says research, and you can look at the research uh, on that page and really see um, what's been done, and, and you really have to admit it's pretty impressive, um, and that's, at least that's how it, it, it is to me and was to me when I first saw it. So, um, yeah, and there is a lot out there for people, and I think one of the things that I always tell patients is, you have to have good baseline measures of where a person is and where their brain is, right? And then if therapies are done, you want to see these measures changing, right? Even irrespective of, of symptoms, because a person's symptoms can change, but yet if these underlying factors and underlying measures are not changing, that brain just may be compensating and that person Uh may not necessarily be getting better in the long run, Right. So if we can have measures of where a person's brain is and then we can do things to, to uh, try to impact those things and then remeasure things, if we see those changes moving in the right direction, then that's probably a good therapy. I think that somebody just going in, who's just going in and said, hey, we'll, um, we'll try this or that. And I think the worst thing to do for TBI patients is somebody that you go to see and who has a cookbook type of approach. Like everybody gets right. the same thing. Right. That does not work. Right. Because no two brain injuries are the same. (laughs) Exactly right. And and everybody's (laughs) unique and everybody has to be assessed according to how they are. And, um, and again, what, what, 
works for one person may not work for another person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the whole, uh, having diagnostic measures to be able to show improvement. Um, I think that's what makes functional neurology so unique, um, is that many of them do have different types of diagnostics where they can show you your improvements. Um, Absolutely. Where, you know, going to my neurologist and, I mean, so like cranial sacral therapy, for instance, like I felt a lot of relief from it, um, but didn't necessarily, right? right. Like I, right. I, I released the, the pressure feeling in my head, but aside from that, you know, no real results from it. Um, right. <clears throat> so, you know, having measurable outcomes and, and also understanding that, you know, it's, it's nothing is an overnight cure, you know, while Absolutely. I've had instant results with my vision, um, right. like my, is my eye stuff drastically cleared up in my first couple treatments. Um, but you know, it took a good eight, 10 months of doing my exercises yeah. at home to really right. see a lot of results. Um, right. so, you know, it's important to know it's not just going to be, you know, an overnight <laughs> recovery. Um, well, we're conditioned. What like is that, it? A right? marathon, not pill. a sprint. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Right. Right. Here's a here's a pill. I said it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> uh, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, media and the whole medical culture is about, yeah, yeah. take this pill, pill and and and, yeah, yeah. and that's the the magic bullet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are just about out of time, Dr. Frick, and I just want to wrap up by asking you, you know, if you have any final thoughts, words of wisdom for our listeners today. Well, what I would say is, uh, you know, if you have a brain injury and you're having chronic symptoms and, and you know, you're not getting the changes you want and, and quality of life is not so great, don't give up uh, because there is definitely um, tools out there that can help. You just have to find the right one. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully, you know, me being on the show here today and introducing some of your listeners to the service set, maybe that is potentially an avenue they can explore and, and you know, could potentially change their lives. I mean, I've, I've spoken to many people who have told me that Saraset has changed their lives. So, um, yeah, don't give up and, and keep searching. And um, at some point, you're going to find something that works. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a valuable point. You know, don't, don't give up. Just keep asking questions and seeking those answers. So thank exactly. you so much for being here today, Dr. Frick. This has been a really great conversation. Um, and I really appreciate you taking the time to be here today. Well, you're welcome, Amy. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I want to thank you for putting the um, information out there so people can find out about different things so that they're not stuck in this black hole uh, and, uh, and really, you know, you're like a beacon of light for people and, uh, and I'm, I'm really um, grateful for what you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you everyone for listening today. I really hope you got some great information today from Dr. Frick. And just a reminder, you can always find past episodes at facesoftbi.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zelmer. And also remember to join Amy's TBI tribe on Facebook to connect with other survivors, caregivers, and loved ones. And another big thank you to our sponsor, the Functional Neurology Center. You can find them online at thefunctionalneurologycenter.com.
Thank you all for listening and thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you in the next episode.